back to another episode of Fintech X and today's topic is decrypting the potential of blockchain technology. Today, we have a very special guest with us, Mr. Devang Mundra, the CTPO of Credex, India's leading cash flow solution provider. A Stanford University alumnus, he has over a decade of experience and has worked in companies like Oracle, Lattice Engines, among, among others. Thank you, Devang, for taking out the time for this podcast. Uh, before we start, if you could tell a little more about yourself. Um, so I think you've covered uh, a lot about me already. I am uh, trained as an engineer. I've done masters in electrical engineering. Um, you know, I've worked a lot on math, mathematical problems, uh, and software systems uh, and distributed systems in particular. And uh, at Credex, I uh, work on the engineering and product uh, side to figure out how we can use technology to make cash flow solutions uh, better for all the customers. So you're a problem solver at Credex? I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I try to be that. So what is blockchain as in, if you could give us a, a little detailed information because everybody's not familiar how blockchain works or what are the key components of uh, blockchain technology? Okay. So blockchain at its most basic level is a way to store data. Right? So data has been and can be can be stored in many ways. Right? Starting from as simple as writing it uh, in a book to getting a little more, more uh, modern and technical with storing data in file systems that then kind of went to storing data in databases right? and again the databases came with in multiple types like relational, non-relational etc. Um, and then uh, and blockchain is another way to store data it is but it has some very nice properties um, so one is that it uh, guarantees immutability so that uh, so what that means is that if you have stored data on the blockchain uh, it is guaranteed that that data cannot be changed later right? so that has you know this is very important when um, you know there is when you want to trust something or when you want to make something more trustable uh, because if i am building an application and if i want to change data because everything is in my control i can change the data and uh, you know change the data in any way i want to but uh, with blockchain that is not possible the second property of blockchain which is uh, interesting is that uh, it is decentralized which means that no single entity has control so it can um, you know it's a basic it, blockchain needs a group of nodes uh, to be able to serve, uh, you know, work as uh, points where all the data is stored in a decentralized manner and these nodes work together to uh, make sure that the correct, um, you know, kind of the correct provenance is uh, maintained which, uh, which, uh, which means that the correct uh, timeline of data is maintained. And uh, the third property is that blockchains uh, are uh, time stamped. Uh, by default, so again that helps uh, even in a decentralized manner. So that helps uh, again in trying to see what data, uh, how the data has changed, uh, when some record was 
updated, who updated it, and all these kind of things. Uh, so these, uh, so, so, uh, yeah, so these properties are, is what makes blockchain interesting. Uh, without these properties, blockchain is just like any other place where you can uh, store data. Uh, but uh, these properties is what makes uh, blockchain blockchain. And the reason it is called blockchain is because every data point is uh, termed as a block. And uh, as, the, as you store more and more data, it gets uh, stored as a chain of blocks. That's why it's called uh, blockchain. Um, it, it, became, it came into uh, mainstream uh, with the advent of uh, cryptocurrencies. Right. Right? So that is what got uh, blockchains uh, in the mainstream media and people started to talk about it. But uh, you know, given uh, the kind of the properties of blockchain, it is it can definitely be used uh, apart from cryptocurrencies. Right, it is a lot of potential, not just within that domain, so not just in cryptocurrency, but otherwise as well. Absolutely. So these blocks, these blocks have each have a unique uh, identification or uh, in layman's term, a fingerprint. So if uh, you can explain a little about as in what is that, uh, what is it, how does it uh, affect the blockchain if somebody tries to change it, what are the uh, of, uh, features for a particular block? Sure. So uh, blockchain will consist of, uh, so a lot of the information in blockchain are uh, you know, hashes which are computed by mathematical functions. And that is also what gives the guarantee of immutability. So the way it works is that, uh, let's say, let's say there's not no information in the uh, system as uh, at all, like the chain is of size zero, right? And you come and say, hey, I want to store this information that you gave 10 rupees to me, right? So, and you want to store this information uh, so that nobody can change it, right? So you store this information saying, um, you know, at this point, I have uh, given 10 rupees to Deva. Now, the uh, next person comes in. Right? Let's say I come in and I've given uh, 10 rupees to somebody else. Right? So I will use the previous chain. So I will use the hash in the previous chain. And I will use that information, uh, add a little bit of my information, and store it in my chain, my block. And so the information that I've got from you is uh, I can only get it if uh, the data in your chain is in the form that you have stored. Right? Um, so let's say, you know, just to make it simpler, let's say I say that the information that I'll get from you is the amount that you have put in plus the name of the person you have given it to. Right? So I'll get 10 Devang from you. Yeah. Right? I'll use 10 Devang and I will add my own, my own information that 10 Devang and if I've given 20 rupees to person X, so I'll, uh, I'll, store, I'll store 10 Devang 20X in my chain. Right? And uh, this is how the chain will grow. Right? This is a very simplistic example. The Actually the, fun, the information that is stored is um, you know, this is computed through a mathematical function so that it cannot be changed, right. it cannot be edited. I, you know, it cannot, I cannot do something like I, uh, you know, I changed like the two nodes previous to it 
so that I'll get the same uh, value. You cannot change the previous previous nodes, right? Or the combination of previous nodes to get the value that it is, right? So the math, so those functions are different, but like in a more simplistic manner, uh, these chains. So this value keeps adding, right? So tomorrow, if somebody goes and you know tries to change your node, uh, let's say I uh, go and change your node, that instead of ten, I you know I've changed it to five. Right. So if I change your note to say that uh, you gave five rupees to Deva, mm -hmm. uh, when somebody else is adding, uh, you know, another note, he will track the hash in his block, right? So in his block, he would have seen ten Deva, right. but then if he compares it with the what value is stored uh, in the content, actually he'll see five Deva, mm -hmm. and he'll say, okay, you know, there is some uh, you something know that wrong. There is right? so there some tampering. Correct. So that uh, so that is how the uh, you know that is how the blockchain. chain grows and how you store information in the blockchain. Yes. So how can it benefit the users in the current scenario? As in, let's just pick one example and how, as in one domain or one you know, company or one product, and how will it benefit the users using blockchain as a technology? Okay. Uh, so yeah. It, uh, you know, I think since the last three four years, pick any domain and you will find uh, multiple use cases uh, in um, you know in how blockchain can work. Because at the end of the day, what blockchain is kind of guaranteeing is trust, right? right? And in today's day and age, trust is uh, difficult to come by, right? From whether it's news or whether it's uh, you know transactions or anything like that. Like there are attempts, you know, given uh, the media environment nowadays, fake news has become a big problem, right? And uh, there are some attempts to, uh, you know, make sure that every news article has uh, has provenance, which is every news article, the source can be guaranteed, mm -hmm. right? And blockchain uh, is an interesting, or uh, you know, serves this purpose very well, that, you know, everything that came in, for that news article uh, can be stored in the chain where the end product is the news article. Right. Right. So anybody who is uh, reading the article and he wants to see the chain through which the data has come or the sources have come, they can look at the uh, you know at the chain right. and you know have the guarantee that you know nothing has been tampered with and these are the actual sequence of events that led to the publishing of this news article. Right. Similarly, in uh, in food industry, yes. right today you don't know the you know the fruits and vegetables you are eating, where it is coming from, right? right? How long is has it been in uh, in the warehouse? Which farmer? Which uh, you know you get uh, like oranges from Nagpur, right? right? That and you pay a premium for that, but are you sure that the oranges actually. are actually coming from Nagpur? Right, right. You don't know that. Like you're just relying on somebody who's relying on somebody. Right. But uh, this kind of technology can help you uh, kind of guarantee that uh, you know guarantee that kind of a, that information that okay, you know, so orange is actually coming from Nagpur from this field which was harvested at this time, right? So these sequences of events that needs to be uh, traced, uh, which needs to be have traceability, blockchain um, you know is a wonderful technology for that. So with current data breaches, so I mean it's so in these days that right. this data has been breached. Like, you do you think that blockchain can be a solution for it? Uh, 
that uh, people are not able to uh, tamper with the data or as a, how much of a scope blockchain holds or uh, let's just say I, I have a company now I have everything stored on initially I was not storing it on blockchain so before that the chances of data breaches are more or uh, blockchain reduces the chances for data breaches or? A little bit so data breaches happen because of uh, multiple reasons right uh, for example uh, like what is uh, kind of alleged in Aadhaar data breach was that the credentials itself was, were being sold. In the US there was the Equinox data breach where the username password was admin admin which is kind of the most basic password like any, anybody's first guess is that. Right, so these kind of uh, you know so, the, so these kind of things will be difficult to defend even if some things are on blockchain. Uh, what can be uh, where blockchain can help is if you know every access to data is kind of also stored in a blockchain right, right? so that might help uh, at, after a data breach has happened it might help okay what were the sequences of events that kind of uh, you know got this uh, you know that got the breach or what is the extent of breach how much damage, damage is that done right so that uh, it cannot stop it, but it can kind of at least help contain it. Damage control. Damage control. Yeah, that is where blocking uh, might uh, might be more useful. Um, otherwise, uh, you know, the current technologies, like if uh, you know, if you're talking about protecting against data breaches uh, itself, then you know, encrypting data at rest, uh, you know, making sure that your secrets and encryptions are kind of well managed. Uh, so those things are. Uh, a much better way to uh, kind of prevent or you know, at least stop data breaches than uh, than using blockchain. Where it can help uh, is uh, so there nowadays you know, there are these uh, blockchain-based databases which are coming, um, which uh, so AWS launched one recently. Azure, uh, so Microsoft's and Google's clouds are also launching soon. Uh, so these are uh, databases built on blockchain and uh, what they help is again you know kind of give the same guarantee that uh, once data is put in it cannot be uh, changed it cannot be muted and uh, so if I'm storing data in that kind of a database every stakeholder uh, that I work with whether it's our customers regulators internal stakeholders they will have the confidence that you know the data there they will have the confidence for the sanctity of data. These kind of databases uh, are called ledger databases. Mm -hmm. And uh, they just come in the market, so hopefully you know, we'll see some traction in this time. So, uh, are there any disadvantages of using blockchain? Uh, so there are some disadvantages. One is, you know, this is still a nascent technology. This was introduced, this has been around for you know, decades, but it kind of got in the mainstream with uh, Bitcoin which is around 2008 and you know it came in mainstream media maybe in the last 4-5 years. This is when a lot of the new blockchain companies have mm -hmm. come up. So the technology is still in the nascent stage. There are a lot of uh, you know, different attempts to solve the same problem. Right? Every big company is trying to do it in its own way, uh, whether it's IBM, Google, uh, and, uh, and there are kind of consortiums being being formed 
to standardize it, mm-hmm. right? but uh, there is no kind of clear winner yet in this uh, market. So for a company like us, uh, you know, we don't want to take a bet uh, on who the winner will be, right? So that that uh, and there are many companies, uh, you know, with a small and you know, they don't have the potential capability to do it by themselves. So they, you know, they kind of go with the, uh, you know, the technology, with the technologies uh, which are a standard today. Right? So they'll store data in databases or distributed databases, but not on blockchain. Right? Um, so there is no, uh, what is known as a killer app for blockchain right. yet. Right? Uh, a lot of people are trying out, I'm sure it will come up uh, very soon. Right? And uh, that like that one killer app will probably drive a lot of things yeah. uh, but it is not there yet like even in terms of technology only recently have blockchains uh, kind of io uh, or maybe the way the speed at which it can store and deliver data that has improved earlier it used to be like a few thousand transactions every second right so if uh, you know you are a company that has, you know, let's say a B2C company mm-hmm. that is getting millions of uh, transactions uh, in a minute. Uh, this, uh, for example, like Visa or Mastercard, right? That uh, this limitation of a few thousand, few thousand transactions every second will not, uh, you know, will not fly. It will, yeah, it will make the system very slow, right? So there are some technical improvements, advancements being done on that as well. Uh, that will probably also help in making it more mainstream. Um, but uh, yeah, these are kind of the, some of the challenges or uh, disadvantages as of today. So uh, speaking on a global level, so where are different countries, uh, major countries uh, in, uh, right now or how are they using blockchain, are, whether they are interested in it, whether they see some potential in it or not? Uh, so every country, uh, every major country has some uh, something going on in blockchain, and uh, they are they will be at different uh, kind of uh, levels. Yeah. Right. Uh, so U.S., China, obviously they have uh, they are putting in a lot of effort in blockchain, not only in blockchain but also in cryptocurrencies, uh, and uh, you know, and managing cryptocurrency to. to do anything with cryptocurrency, you need uh, products which are built on blockchain. Uh, so that's why there's a lot of advancements and uh, work being done uh, in these countries. Uh, even other countries like Canada, France, these have some uh, some of the other uh, efforts or projects going on in blockchain. Even in India, RBI has come up with the sandbox environment. And that uh, even the RBI is kind of not so gung-ho about cryptocurrency, right. but uh, thankfully they can differentiate between the uh, hype of cryptocurrency and the uh, and the potential of blockchain, right? And they have provided a uh, you know a sandbox environment mm-hmm. that uh, helps in building products uh, for blockchain, and uh, yeah, and, you know we'll see how those uh, efforts go. Even uh, recently, uh, you know, blockchain was in news because Facebook announced its uh, Libra currency, which was uh, again built on uh, blockchain, yes. and it has seen a lot of pushback from different countries uh, because uh, you know a country like uh, Facebook, sorry, a company like Facebook, uh, 
uh, you know, going into currency kind of uh, brings it as in you know, global economy. So that's why, uh, and we, and but so what uh, while you know, Libra might not be have gone on with a flying star, but what it does uh, show is that all country, a lot of countries are familiar you know, the regulators, the lawmakers are familiar with what blockchain is, how to regulate it, what, how to think about it. Right? Uh, so France, Germany, all these came up with comments about uh, Facebook's project. So that does show how, uh, you know, that even the regulators have come a long way uh, in understanding what this technology is for, how to use it uh, for the benefit of their constituencies. So, speaking from uh invoice discounting point of view, uh, what is its scope in uh, invoice discounting or digital lending? How can blockchain probably make it more, uh, how can it optimize these, uh, this technology or this uh, invoice discounting or digital lending? Right. Uh, so, yeah, it, uh, so lending uh, is all about uh, trust, right? Uh, you, in the earliest of days, you know, you gave people to you, whom you trusted. Uh, then slowly, you know, uh, with more technology and data coming up, you started to trust data, right? So that's how the credit bureaus and uh, your bank statements, those, all these are data collection that we do to, uh, you know, make, uh, you know, to be able to trust a person, a company, an entity, right? And what blockchain brings in is, uh, and another uh, layer of trust, right. right? That the data that you are getting is actually trustworthy or not, mm -hmm. right? Uh, today you rely on regulated companies like uh, credit bureaus, like banks, to get data, but that gives you data only to a limited extent, right? You only get like the credit scores or bank statements, etc., right? But uh, you know what people have realized is these are not the only data that is useful to make data decisions. Right? There are a lot more things. Uh, that we can use to uh, you know to make decisions about lending and credit, right? And um, so all that uh, either you know you kind of regulate every other data point that uh, that might be useful, or you start to use uh, technologies like blockchain that is inherently trustworthy. Right? So any data that you see on blockchain, uh, you know where the data has come from, right? And then you can make your own judgment whether you know you want to use that data to make a Assuming or not, uh, similarly, like specifically for invoice discounting, where blockchain would be useful is uh, so invoice discounting. You know, you have uh, fundamentally invoice is an asset that somebody is selling to get money, right? And uh, you know, any transaction uh, or, or a sale of asset, or buy and sell of asset, um, you know, there is always the worry that what if somebody else has uh, bought this asset, right? Uh, I like if I am a fraudster, I can you know sell invoice to somebody, and then I can sell the same invoice one to somebody else. There's nobody uh, today. There is no no good means to stop that. Um, so blockchain can help in that, right? If I have bought an invoice, it can go on that that transaction can be recorded on blockchain, and anybody in the country or the world who's interested to see what is the status of this invoice can see when this transaction happened, whether this transaction happened or not. So that uh, really helps in uh, making sure that the whole system is uh, more trustworthy. So yeah, that's where I think uh, we can do that. 
So if left to you and you had to use blockchain for some personal uh, use or in your personal life, where would you think you would implement it? Okay. <laughs> uh, where would I implement it? Uh, so in, uh, I think every day, uh, if I have to think about this problem, it will be more like where do I worry uh, that the information I'm getting is uh, correct or not, right? and it can be something as uh, simple as when I'm, uh, you know, screening or uh, interviewing candidates. You know, candidates will write a lot about uh, themselves. You know, they have worked in certain companies, they have worked on certain projects, uh, but how it's it might be difficult to trust, right? Whether it's you know I'm getting candidates here or whether you know even if you know I'm um, kind of let's say you know trying to hire a driver, mm. right? Where has the driver worked before, yes. right? How can I know that? Uh, so all that information being captured on um, blockchain uh, would be useful, right? I've spoken to people, uh, for, for me personally, mm -hmm. right? Um, and, th and there are attempts uh, going on on this, right? India is, a, is in a state today where all ideas are being at least tried out. Right. And, uh, but you know, again, you know, given that blockchain is not mainstream yet, um, and there is not a lot of work happening in blockchain in India, uh, it might take some time. But uh, yeah, personally, for me, you know, if I could get information about a person, or at least you know what a person is saying, some I think credibility, that some credibility, you know, uh, that will help me, um, you know, make decisions much more faster. Right? So yeah, that's where I would love to see some blockchain action happening. As a techie, do you feel like uh, working on this technology? Uh, yeah. As in building this technology or right. creating it, optimizing it in some manner. Right. It, uh, it is definitely an interesting engineering problem, right? About how to include, in, uh, increase the throughput of a blockchain, right? How can I, uh, you know, use more number of transactions? I can I add more number of transactions. How can I make it? more user friendly okay. uh, so that any other company can use it right uh, so they, these are definitely interesting engineering problems um, and uh, you know, every techie loves solving problems exactly. right? it's, uh, so yeah i, I would uh, love that uh, it gives you a chance you like yeah in addition to, work to on it yeah it's just that there are so many problems <laughs> to solve so, right? uh, you have to pick your battles about right. which ones uh, you want to get into as a hobby one. you can uh, if I if I had the time, uh, then probably. But uh, yeah, that's a that's wishful thinking on my part. Right <laughs> so thank you, Devang. Uh, it was very uh, knowledgeable. I'm sure uh, people would understand now what exactly blockchain is, how this technology works. Uh, I'm hoping we can catch up for another uh, podcast sure, where we can cover some specific technology and uh, how it works around the world. I'll be happy to. Thank you. Thank you.